0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry,
3: we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce
1: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself.
3: Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality
1: and we don't have a clue as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be?
2: What's outside the simulation? your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body, because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop, and we are live on Fringe.fm, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. It is uh well, Thursday, the 25th, on into the 26th. It's been one hell of a chaotic but awesome, synchronistic, crazy week here with guests and new show hosts coming on the station, and it's been awesome. Tonight, oh, we're just ramping this up, man. Wrapping up, Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News is here with us. It's been a long time since he's been on this broadcast. This conversation will probably get pretty deep and crazy, just like the last one. So, buckle up, right? This is, the call number for tonight tonight's one eight hundred five eight eight zero three three five. I got a feeling uh, people are the, the people are having tech issues all over the place. I know I am. I've got seven or eight people have hit me up, said they can't get into the membership site. If that happens to you, like, let me know, because I don't know what's going on. I submitted a ticket. They said it should be uh, ready tomorrow. I was working on some other stuff. I'm so sorry about that, because I'd like to get you all in there. It's only uh, 10 bucks a month, but if you put in the code word Voidwalker, you can get in for eight fifty a month. And we're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff in there, you guys. And I'm working on uh, other ways to kind of help promote it and get everybody involved. So it's still a pain in the ass, right? When you try to pay for something, you do it like three or four times, it starts refreshing on you. And you're like, this is bullshit. So I apologize about that. Let me know if it's happening to you, and I'll hook you up with something, okay? All right, let's get into this. I want to jump right into this. Call the number for tonight is 1-800-588-0335. We're live on the fringe f m make sure you download the app. The more feedback you guys can give us the better There's surveys on there you can leave shout outs and uh we really need as much feedback as possible for y- from y'all right now as we're doing a lot of marketing and pro- promotional transitions so my brother from another mother is here with us from forbidden knowledge dot news forbidden knowledge news is, is a it's a pretty i don't know man and like Last time he was here, I didn't I really barely kind of knew about him. I talked to Chris for a little bit and and he talked to me about how he used to listen to the show. And then I went and listened to and this was a long time ago, guys. You got it when I'm talking about this. I went and listened to the show and it was amazing. And he has built a pretty damn good thing over there at Forbidden Knowledge News. I know most of you already know that, but when you go check it out, you'll see what I'm talking about. And he's crushing it over there. He does events all the time. He's got a killer show. I was just on this show. And uh, let's get into his story for those of you that don't know him. Chris, what's up, man? Thanks for coming back on.
4: Oh, the check is in the mail for those wonderful
2: words. Oh, yeah, Thank yes, you so
4: man. much for having me on, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, see, this, that was one of my favorite stories. Was I remember when I first met you, I was like, that was probably one of the coolest dudes I ever talked to in my entire life. It was Christmas, oh, man! Yeah, so much
4: the, appreciated. My heart is melting over
2: here. <laughs> we both got the uh, Southern accent you were talking about. Yeah, the frogs uh, and stuff. Uh, we got to talk about that again. I, I like man. my accent, but I uh, I was listening to Tinfoil Hat today. He was talking to my, uh, uh, Maverick Matthews, and he kind of did a, a little, like I guess, a little reenactment of a Southern accent that I sounded like. I was like. Good God, dude. Do I sound that bad when I talk, right?
4: I was listening but to that episode. I must have missed that part. I'm going to have to go back and finish
2: it. The la- or not, Probably not the latest one, but the second to latest, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha.
2: But I don't think we sound... I mean, unless we're just totally oblivious. Have you ever, like, you listen to your recording... All the yeah, time. Yeah, man,
4: I don't I don't hear like an accent. So a lot so many people do. They're like, "Man, you have a southern accent." I don't even hear it myself, but apparently I do. Apparently it's a it's there, of course. I hear yours. yours yeah, is man, yours is smooth though. You got
2: that smooth southern radio. I can't, I've, I don't know why I can't get rid of it. I should I don't I don't want to. It's too comfortable.
4: Yeah, no, well, yeah. Why would you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's too comfortable. It's too yeah. comfortable for me. But yeah, man, uh, good. how you been, man? Like, how how have things been uh, I've since been the last busy
4: time? Busy I- as hell, dude. I've been. Just trying to hustle over here, doing shows, doing like I said, I was talking to you before, doing maybe six up to seven shows a week. Yeah, I also do a couple of other shows. I'm on and off of day zero. Uh, I produce Understanding Propaganda, my uh, producer Corey Hughes' show, and all kinds of other stuff I'm working on. And uh, I'm about to start traveling to start film my first docu series.
2: That's what's up. Which dude. is
4: going to be yeah, this is going to be a hell of an undertaking. But, um, got all my equipment finally gonna I've been saving up a little bit and gonna try and get this on the road, man. I want to travel across the country, uh, do some filming and interview some, some amazing people. I've already got some amazing interviews lined up and just hit hotspots, you know, paranormal hotspots, historical hotspots, uh, places of paranormal interest, uh, like, um, Roswell, um, Skinwalker Ranch, The Meadow, uh, Mount Shasta, just anywhere across the United States that has either conspiratorial or spiritual or historical, um, anything that has uh, any type of history or interest there. I'm hoping to hit. I'm hoping to interview people that live in the area, maybe have experienced phenomena, maybe know a little bit, and the experts, the people that I've been interviewing over the years, some of my favorite guests and compile this all into just this mishmash of a conspiracy docu-series on steroids uh and i'm tr- gonna have a good time doing it on the way i'm gonna either try and get a, a an rv or a camper to uh to travel in and uh i'm gonna start traveling hopefully in the next couple of months starting with the <clears throat> south starting with uh texas and louisiana
2: are you coming to florida
4: oh, of course man gotta come to florida
2: better come to daytona beach you better come over here holler at me dude the the, course the water's blue some days and then other days it's sharky and gray i swear (laughs) like some days it's uh really like turquoise i remember
4: that dude Blue. i lived on both coasts and i remember the water changing
2: yeah yeah everybody thinks it's always like tropical and blue and stuff but it is uh, depending i think it's on the sky and the currents and all that stuff but Yeah, and then some days it's just crazy. I I moved to the sharkiest area in Florida. So, shark, well, actually, right down the road. So, shark bite capital of the United States. So,
4: yeah, man, I used to go swimming all the time in the ocean as a kid. I just kind of, as I got older and heard about like amoebas and flesh eating things and sharks and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I'll just, you know, dip my toes in, maybe, maybe go ankle deep. That's about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, so when I talked to you last, and I, I want to go through this story again but I got you know we were talking about these frogs that you had ran into oh, okay. right now I don't well, want to jump right, yeah I don't want to jump right into it because I gotta ask you this like yeah how since I talked to you last since you've been so busy because you've gotten a lot busier um, and grown a lot your podcast is jumping up in the ranks and this is kind of a personal question but have you had any more conscious experiences since then?
4: have I brother man i have had some some of the most profound experiences that's of my life so far Really? And uh, it's all stemming from that one original experience, uh, what I was told to do and the path I was told to kind of go on to be the most successful I have chosen. And I have taken the advice of what I now understand as my spirit guides. Uh, and yeah, if you want, I can get into how it all started and where it led up to the craziest experience until now.
2: Yeah, so let's – so th- this was before – way before you started doing radio and all this stuff, right?
4: No, the I started Forbidden Knowledge News, and I had never had a weird paranormal experience that I know That's of right. in That's my right. life.
2: Yeah, I remember. Yeah,
4: I had, you know, maybe a lot – I think I had uh, probably unusual amount of missing time as a kid because I don't remember, like, most of my childhood for some reason. That's kind of weird. But other than that, I don't think I had any – uh What you could call paranormal or unusual experiences uh, until after I started the show. Now, this first experience was about two and a half years ago. My very first uh, kind of contact, what I call contact experience. Um, It was after I had been doing the show for a little while, but I hadn't taken it to the level where I can do it as my full time thing. You know, this was, this was at the time that I was doing the show and it was a part time like hobby. You know, I I had no idea that I was going to be doing this. Time ever at this time.
2: Oh yeah, it was a fun. It was, it was a fun thing for that's me. That's the do. that's the fun journey getting to that point, isn't yeah.
4: it? Yeah, man, it was gets crazy. I'm so like grateful for all this, but um, yeah, when it started, like I said, it was a hobby, and I was uh, at the time I was going through like a really bad breakup with uh, with an ex girlfriend, uh-huh. and I had a, a job that I hated. Man, I was at a corporate sales job, and you know it was good money. I was getting you know doing doing really well financially. But I just wanted to do this show I just wanted to, you know, sit in my underwear and talk about weird shit all day Uh, But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I needed money to survive and everything So I was stuck in this corporate slave job, uh, getting out of a bad relationship, coming home and doing this show uh, a couple of nights a week to kind of keep my sanity. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was trying to meditate, uh, because I, th- I knew intuitively that this is something that I should be doing to, to be good to, to better, my mental state and emotional and spiritual state. Cause I was, I was seeking man. I wanted an experience. I wanted something to prove to me that all the weird shit I've been talking about is worth it in real you know, I was down and I you know doing my meditation. I couldn't get past a certain point during meditation. I couldn't go deep enough. Well, uh, it's to the point where I, It it was a bad, uh, it was a bad breakup. It was so bad to where I had to get a restraining order against this woman.
2: Damn, Uh, it was toxic. That's the.
4: Oh, it was awful. And I was going through a rough time with this. Uh, I remember the night that before this or the night that this happened, I'm outside talking to a neighbor. And this is one of those strange synchronicities that goes along with this. I'm looking up in the sky and I see these three orange flames kind of creeping up. And they're in this triangular formation. And I'm just thinking, well, that's new. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. this now, hold on a second. It's military.
2: Where, what state were you in when you were
4: doing oh, it? At this time, I'm in Louisiana.
2: Uh, okay. This is my home so you were during, during the breakup or after? The, this, this is fact. right after, right okay. after the breakup. Okay.
4: So I see these three orange flames kind of creeping up in the sky in this triangular formation. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. That's kind of weird. And my neighbor's talking to me and he's oblivious. He doesn't see anything. Uh, And all of a sudden they stop. They just like stop in the middle of the sky and they're sitting there kind of burning brightly. And I'm like, huh. And all of a sudden they. Just blink out of existence. Looks like they start to take off to go straight up in the sky and then they're they're gone. And, you know, I noted that as a pretty interesting experience. I wasn't thinking much of it at the time. I'm like, oh, maybe I saw my first UFO. I don't know. Uh so uh eventually it just kind of goes out of my mind. I go inside and I'm like, I need to meditate, I really need to get into this. So yeah. I remember putting on some like some 432 tones and just really relaxing and being able to get into this state where uh I let go and I was uh I, I able to go deep. Man, I went into this peaceful state of pure darkness, and I'm just I'm laying in my bed and I'm I'm going deeper and deeper. And I'm there, and all of a sudden, I feel like I'm being pulled. Uh, well, my 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 unconscious state is being pulled somewhere, and I see, I feel like it's it's traveling through like you know space and time. I see geometric shapes, and all of a sudden, I get floods of information coming in that I have no idea what it is, what to do with. I know it is information about like everything and anything that I haven't known: mathematics, physics, all this shit that I'm like, what is going on? Uh, and it's one of those. things. Things I guess you could call a download where uh, everything, you don't know what the hell you're getting at first, but it unfolds over months, weeks, and years, and you get more information. And I think that's what was happening.
0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
3: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car
0: before my kid's PTA meeting.
3: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Well, all of a sudden, that clears out, and I'm I'm back into this just peaceful state of darkness. And... Uh, Very deep meditative state. I feel very peaceful, very wonderful. And all of a sudden out of the, the right subconscious peripheral vision, I see this like blue light coming towards me. Uh, And as this blue light gets closer, I feel this amazing feeling of love and acceptance. And it's like, it's like I'm on a drug that I've never felt before, but it's the most wonderful feeling, man. I thought I love my mom. I thought I love my dad. This love, Uh, transcended what I could ever feel uh, as my actual what I've ever actually felt as love uh, as a human being. And it was the most amazing feeling I felt. And as this feeling overcame my body, so did this blue kind of subconscious light. And something started speaking to me psychically in my mind. It said, hello, very kind of peaceful, friendly voice. And I'm like, hello. And I start to kind of freak out. Um, I, I, you know, I grew up Catholic. I, kind of reverted to a little bit of childhood dogma I got scared i'm like in the name of christ are you good i thought i was talking to a demon or something that was trying to infiltrate my mind <laughs> and as soon as i asked that question with my mind psychically it responded the response i got before i could even like finish the question i was getting the response the answers and then being filled with love and like reassurance like yes i'm good you don't have to worry about any of that i'm here for you i'm a part of you like all these wonderful feelings i'm like oh, Holy shit, this is amazing. And I remember telling this entity that is kind of speaking to me in my mind that this is this form of communication should be the only form. I love talking like this. Everybody should be able to talk like this because it was like such a an efficient way of speaking through like emotions and images that would translate into language psychically. So it was pretty awesome. And we proceed to have this conversation mainly the conversation was about myself my own personal development my growth uh how to how, how to handle childhood traumas and heal from them how to explore childhood traumas things that i need to do and this was at the time at this time covid had just hit and it was kind of telling me we're about to go through some really hard times as a collective, as a planet. Uh, There's going to be some things happening that you've never seen before that you need to prepare emotionally and spiritually for all this information that kind of was to, to help me and set me in a certain direction. One of the biggest messages was quit your job, quit your job. And I'm like, F no, I can't quit my job. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, at the time I was making pretty good money. I don't, I can't just up and quit my job. But that was like one of the main messages. You, they're like, you know, you need to quit your job, just quit your job and do this. And I'm like, do this, this is, that's crazy. And they're like, yeah, you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing in the grand scheme of things. You just need to take it to the next level. And all these just crazy messages, but they were really all, all, Uh, Truth, you know, um, the the kind of truth that is ultimate, you know, like all ultimate truths and things that, you know, deep down inside that you have to do that you've always wanted to do, which, you know, makes me think, is this a part of my you know subconscious that I was uh, communicating with? Well, I wondered that. But some of the information that I was given, I didn't even know or I didn't think I knew, you know, if I knew it, I didn't know I knew it. It was giving me, you know, future information, information about my past that either I suppressed or didn't know about, uh, information about things in my family, people in my family that I didn't think I knew about, just really profound things. Uh, And the conversation probably went on for a couple of hours, and then the connection just kind of started fading. Oh, and I forgot to mention this, during the, the, the first half of the conversation, I was in a meditative state, and I popped out for some reason because I started freaking out. And I was walking around my room and I thought I ended the connection, but the love feeling was there. Everything was still there, except I was walking around conscious and I was still talking to this entity although i wasn 't in your traditional meditative state anymore um, everything had as as my as I was walking around my house and looking and observing things, everything had this kind of strange shine to it now if you 've ever done psychedelics and you know that like whenever th- the the substance is about to first start kicking in and you kind of see everything looks glimmery and shiny and kind of dreamy that 's how it looked whenever. I was, uh, in this experience speaking with this entity. Uh, and after that, the, the connection ended, I, I started getting on the phone with some of my contactee friends. I thought I had just talked to an alien. I had zero understanding what was just going on. I was freaking out. I didn't know if it was real. Uh, and it was, You know, it was crazy. Uh, And I had to do something to, well, I had to recreate it. I had to do it again because I was like, was that real? Am I just hallucinating? Uh, So then the next day uh, I tried it again. Didn't work. Didn't work. Um, I had to wait two more days or I I think two more days before I tried it again. And something told me to do it in water this time. What? See,
2: this is, okay, this is, all right go ahead. Go ahead. Like, don't skip any details. Cause this is really no, freaking no. me out.
4: Well, yeah, man. Of. So I, I get this intuitive message to meditate in water and I go in, sorry. Right, I put on my tones. I go lay in my bathtub and I go down in deep quickly, man. Very quickly, w- way quicker than I did before. Um, this time when I'm deep in my meditative state, this, uh, This white light starts to approach and overcome my peripheral vision, except it's on the other side that the blue light came from. And it's not accompanied by these feelings of love. It's not really accompanied by any types of feelings, just this beautiful, bright white light that enveloped me. And after the white light faded out, I'm inside a childhood memory. I remember it. I can remember everything. I'm walking down a hallway. I'm in a, um, a family, a childhood family friend's house, and I uh, I proceed to unfold a a childhood memory that I had. That was a traumatic event in my life. That really apparently screwed me up. And it was it was uh, it was a bad thing that happened to me. Uh, And I was able to kind of recall this whole event and it freaked me out. But it was something that apparently I needed to remember to kind of proceed in my life with some things that I needed to do Was a very traumatic event. Uh, And after I kind of play this event over in my head and start freaking out and like, wow, that really happened to me. Uh, My friend comes back um we had established that I would call him Laird because I had a cousin that I grew up with named Laird and I liked the name Laird because uh this entity said that I would never be able to say <laughs> its name so just call me what you're familiar with so I'm like all right I'll just call you Laird which was my cousin so I'm calling him Laird he shows up again I feel the love it's um Kind of like comforting me a little bit about the the memory that I just uncovered. And uh, so I proceed to have a conversation, start a conversation with it again. I'm like, what are you? What is, you know, who are <laughs> you? What, 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 what's going on here? I need to know more. Uh, and as I asked this entity that I, um, he, it, whatever it is, proceeded to say something along the lines of, I don't, I wish I could remember exactly what it said, but it said uh, we travel the the cosmos or the galaxy or something, and we uh, either we spread Christ consciousness to those that are ready to receive it, or we do something with Christ consciousness for those who are ready to receive it. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty profound. Uh, and then I it's feels like and i'm having another like shift in my uh my astral body or something i start to uh, tingle all over and i start to feel like uh my my spirit or whatever my consciousness wants to leave my body i close my eyes because it feels like i i I need to close my eyes like uh, it feels like i'm sinking deeper into this Uh, this version of this meditative state. Um, And at the time that I'm in the tub and I'm, I'm communicating with this entity Laird, I'm able to open my eyes and look around. And it was like, just like the time I was able to get up and stand and walk around. Well, my eyes were being forced to close while I was speaking to him this time. And as my eyes were forcing closed I could see when my eyes would close. It looked like I was in a different place. I was in a different surrounding. I'd open my eyes, I'd be in the bathroom, my, I'd be in the tub. I closed my eyes, and it looked like I was on a goddamn spaceship. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 I swear, man, the floors were like gunmetal gray, enormous windows that just stared out into then what I could s- describe as space. They had stars out there, I didn't see planets. And it looked like they had three rows or three balconies or three levels of this thing. And I'm looking at all three levels and it's empty um, at that moment. And I'm like, I'm on a ship. And I keep opening and closing my eyes and going back and forth to these different realities. But by my eyes just want it to stay closed. So I shut them. I'm on the ship. And all of a sudden, that one feeling of love I'm getting from Laird, the, the, the initial entity, turns into multiple feelings. I can feel love from different entities, and I can tell it's from different entities somehow. I can tell I'm feeling love from something other than Laird. And then in, as my eyes are closed, I can start to see as I'm on this ship, these little astral entities start to form right in front of me. And they look like animal-human hybrids. All different kinds, some of them were wearing robes uh they looked very mystical, they were very etheric. You could like see through them They were kind of greenish, hazy color, they had bird men, they had dog men. And then one proceeded to speak to me um, psychically. It was a little frog man in a in a hood, Uh, and he. This is again. I wish I remembered exactly what he said, but he said something like, "We welcome you to something, galactic family, whatever." I have no idea exactly what he said he asked me to accept a task that i've been given during my incarnation on this planet and i'm like crying because i'm like being filled with love by these cosmic entities it's like uncontrollable uh, happiness that i'm feeling and i'm like yes i'll accept it and like i'm so happy crying in the tub and these it's the most profound experience i've ever had in my life and like i'm on this ship and i'm like wait it, you know and if i'm if i'm I'm on the ship. Am I I still in my house? What's going on here? How can I come back here at any time? And they're like, yeah, you can come here anytime. You can access us anytime. We're always with you. We're always a part of you. Uh, And that again, proceeds to fade away. I open my eyes one more time and I'm just back in my tub uh, and I can just feel the presence of the one entity And that experience proceeds to come to an end, but uh, before it does, I receive more of what I would consider downloads of information about what I'm supposed to be doing in the near future. About books I'm supposed to be reading, guests I should be reaching out to, people I need to be talking to, Uh, more childhood traumas that I need to start reaching out, trying psychedelics. Yes, they said magic mushrooms are a key to figuring out some of your trauma and uh, getting in touch with not only us again but other entities that will help you along the way and i thought that was damn interesting because i hadn't done psychedelics since i was a teenager and like you know doing acid at parties and shit and being stupid so this was something completely different i had never done it in a spiritual uh spiritual way so the entities told me yeah go ahead and start doing that if you if you can and uh experiment with uh psilocybin and um you know you Get in touch with these people that people do this and that. And it was, uh, you know, that was so far the most profound experience I've ever had. Uh, And the as far as this cluster of experiences that happened like three days in a row, my first three ever experiences. This was, again, about two years ago, the third day. I was still not doubting the experience. I, I knew there was something to it. I knew there was definitely something to it because of the information and everything that happened. But I still wanted to. I wanted to recreate it again. I wanted to have that experience again, just because it's awesome. It was, you know, it was an amazing, profound experience. Uh, well, that day I had planned on meditating, doing all this, but. I screwed it up for myself. I have uh, I have stomach problems due to a uh, a gallbladder surgery that I had in my twenties. They should not have taken it out, and I I can't eat certain things now. Well, I made the mistake of eating something I shouldn't have, and it set me into super pain mode. Like whenever I get into this, uh, you know, wherever these attacks happen, and I eat something wrong, I can't move. I'm in the worst pain. I'm probably in a fetal position in the bed uh or crunched over somewhere and not able to move barely able to to talk or anything well i was in this position because i put myself there for meaning something stupid and my whole plans are ruined for meditation and then i'm in pain i'm thinking man i've heard of Things like these, I'm still thinking that these are like aliens or something, man. I bet these aliens (laughs) can heal me. I bet they can heal this. And I'm like, I'm trying to meditate, trying to get, and I do. I finally get into like this kind of semi-relaxed meditative state and I'm calling on him. I'm like, Laird, please come here, brother. I need your help. And he comes. Uh, He shows up. Those profound feelings of love envelop me. But like, as the same time, those feelings of love are coming over, my sickness is fading away. And I'm like, get rid of this, get rid of this. He's like, you already did, man. It's already gone. (laughs) I'm like, Oh it is. And I was like, wow, that was pretty damn profound. So that was like the 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 icing on the cake for for those first set of experiences. And that is like that's the beginning of everything. That's how everything started for me in my journey. Uh you know, after a few months, after a few months I was able to quit my job and and actually move out here to Colorado and start doing this full time. And that was a scary time, man. That was a, I didn't think I'd survive uh, lots of days. I didn't think I'd be eating in, uh, that evening. But, man, it, it worked over time. So that was, that's how it all began, if you have any questions about that part.
2: Dude, see, this <laughs> is how it went down last time. That's a lot to take in, dude. So how long did this love and feeling stay with you? Like, did it stay with you forever? Like forever? No,
4: oh, man. Like, it, it, well, I mean, whenever I have contact or immediate, when I know I'm in the presence or I'm actually connected to whatever these entities are, I just call them my spirit guides now. I have a better understanding that this probably what this is, although my understanding could change if I learn something different. I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure it's spirit guides. Uh, but the the feeling of love subsides after the connection ends really with uh, with these experiences. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah man, and uh there you know I remember times when we first first moved to Colorado um that's when I started growing magic mushrooms. Um that it, it wasn't exactly legal to do that in denver at the time you could have them i don't think you are supposed to grow them but you know i was growing them not doing it anymore at mr fbi agents just so you know um but yeah it was there was a period of time where i i grew my own psilocybin mushrooms because hey man my spirit guides told me to do this to get to, to 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 heal some childhood trauma and um figure out my path so man after about it took, uh, I think, a couple of months to, to to grow my first batch. And then after that, I had them rolling. But I started doing um, pretty heroic doses and going on some spirit quests and journeys. And every time I would run into – My guides, but not only that, different types of entities that I would maybe even consider. I mean, not extraterrestrial, but these guys seem like what people describe when they're having extraterrestrial encounters. Some of them look like gray aliens. Uh, You know, I would see their etheric form whenever I was meditating and communicating uh, with different entities. Uh, Whenever I would have these these uh, spirit quests, I would I would be in a meditative state. Sometimes in water, sometimes in not. And it would first start with me contacting my spirit guides, having conversations with them, and kind of like being passed along etherically to different entities for different types of information. Uh, it's it, it all kind of led to um, a very profound experience with what I consider angelic beings. Uh Do you have any other questions before I get into this
2: one? Cause no, this because is another, no, because like is another we, humdinger, dude. <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time. I've just been listening so intently. We just blew through the first break. I mean, it's <laughs> over. We did We we missed it. So that's all right. Top of the hour, we'll take one. So one sweet, yeah. Well, all right. Can I ask well, you one? Last? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to ask you this question. Yeah. These, these frogs, man. Are we? Are we? Are we even close to like understanding this yet? Have you fully understood this? No
4: way. No way. I think, you know, my understanding at this point is possibly whatever these entities are, I think they're with us always. I think they're they are part of us. And I think they appear to us as what we can understand or what we can comprehend at the time that they are appearing to us or just in general, what we what they think that we would understand or identify with best. Maybe that's what they appear to us as. I think that's maybe across the board with a lot of this paranormal stuff.
2: Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's that does make sense. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. That's-
4: oh, no worries, man. Yeah. So, okay. This time at, during this time, I'm in, um, I'm in Colorado. I'm, ahead, growing my, my batches of magic mushrooms. I'm having spirit quests. I meet a new lady. Um, so this is my, my new girlfriend. Um, she's very spiritual. She is a, also a psychic medium. Um, but she's actually never done any type of psychedelic. She wanted to try them, at this point i had gone on many spirit quests i had uh gotten so much information um and this was this experience i'm about to tell you about only happened about 3 or 4 months ago uh so she actually wanted to to try the psilocybin the mushrooms and uh she had never done it before so i was going to kind of guide her through i'm like oh i've done this so many times i can guide you through this well, it didn't actually work like that. I took my dose. She takes hers. A couple of hours goes by and she's like not feeling anything. She doesn't feel anything at all. She's like, I feel kind of sleepy, nothing. So I'm like, all right, you want to take more? I mean, it's not toxic. You're not going to die. She's like, yeah, just load me up. However much. You so <laughs> Load me uh, up. Yeah. So I give her a little bit more. Another hour goes by and nothing, nothing, nothing at all. She doesn't, I could tell she's not feeling anything. She's bored. I'm like, all right, this is weird. I am like, you know, I'm tripping my balls off at the time. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I give her the biggest, like bigger than I've ever taken over five grams of shrooms and she still doesn't feel anything, but, but strange things start to happen. So we're listening to music and I noticed that, as we're talking the the radio would, the volume would adjust lower or higher, depending on our emotions during the conversation. Wow! And I'm noticing this and I'm like, am I just tripping? And is this or is the radio actually reacting to our conversation? She's like, oh, yeah, it is. And she's like, not even really surprised by it. Then. It, for some reason, the radio station, we we're listening to classical music. It switched to this the pop music for some reason. And she's like, I don't like this. Put it back on classical. As soon as she said that, it switched back the, to a different station. It switched to the classic, like without us touching it. The room, uh, the lighting in the room would dim or get brighter, depending on what we're talking about. If she was she was talking about people she lost in her life, dead relatives, the lights would go dim. We would start laughing. The lights would get super bright. It was insane. It was like we had this energetic connection to to everything in the house. But she wasn't feeling anything physically. I was I was like. Wow. Off the charts. So this continues to happen. we are having some very deep conversations. We get into kind of trying to solve some more childhood traumas for me. She's a psychic medium. She kind of gets to the bottom of one of my childhood traumas while we're having this experience because I'm kind of reliving it a little bit. And she's guiding me through and she finds out that I have a spirit attachment. She's also been able to remove spirit attachments with what she does. So uh, it's, it was connected to another childhood trauma that I had. She's able to get rid of this attachment during this kind of session that we're having. Uh, I can feel as she's getting rid of the attachment, I can feel it leave my body. I can feel like this weight being lifted. Well, apparently...
0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
4: They can have attachments attached to attachments because, well, this is crazy, man. All right, what happened next? I know a lot of people are just going to say, man, you're on mushrooms, you're tripping, you were hallucinating, that's it. Uh, that's fair enough. Maybe so. But I'll tell you, I've, I've literally had hundreds of psychedelic experiences. I've had, you know, what you would call hallucinations. I know what those are. This was something, this was something completely different. My entire reality changed and I felt like I was somewhere else at this time. So what happened was uh, she gets rid of the the spirit attachment. We're talking and I, I just get this uneasy feeling, and I'm talking to her, and she's telling me something about her childhood, and all of a sudden, what she's telling me just takes a dark turn, and it just seems like what she's saying is getting kind of darker and weirder and more nefarious as she keeps going, and all of a sudden, this is what I remember saying, she's like, well… I crash landed here many thousands of years ago. I was looking for the perfect host of a human. I found you. I attached myself to you. I helped you grow. I helped you get to where you are right now. Aren't you proud of me? Are you going to stay with me now that you know what I am? And as she said that, she shape shifted into this most horrific reptilian creature I've
2: ever seen. Is it it's still your girlfriend? I would have dumped her immediately. Uh, I'm out.
4: Well, <laughs> this is, I don't know, man. This is crazy. Like it, it, What happened, well, I believe, is this thing, this spirit attachment that I had took over my perception because it got pissed that we got rid of this other spirit attachment. So this thing, I, I believe it took over my perception um, of her because I, I, there's no way for me to know for sure uh so this reptilian now is (laughs) is 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 kind of chasing me around the house it's like what you don't like me anymore you don't want me it was um joe if you would if you would have seen this thing it was terrifying big yellow teeth it looked like a, a your traditional like reptilian alien thing and it was in my girlfriend's like nightgown and it was it was chasing me around the house like asking me if i still love it and shit this is the craziest part this is where <laughs> i knew this is much more what? than just tripping on mushrooms yeah, my a, entire yeah. house th- changed i i saw my my house change into like this dungeon atmosphere there was mold on the walls there was literal bars on the windows i looked outside the sky was blood red i go down to my basement there's like cobwebs everywhere. It looks like a dungeon. And you know, she's following me. She's like, Oh, do you like your new home? And I'm getting the sense that I'm trapped here forever. I'm never leaving whatever this is. I'm like, Oh my God, this is my reality now. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Excuse me? (laughs) Like, what the hell am I going to do to get out of here? So I, I, I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. I got to, I'm like trapped in some kind of reptilians mind trap. So I go upstairs and I just jump in the shower and I'm like, just running water over myself, hot water. I got You're my head sure
2: this my head. wasn't all like, let me, if you, okay, let's say this is going down and mm-hmm. I'm knocked on doors like Chris. And I just walked inside the house while this was happening. Do you think I would have seen any of this stuff? No, no,
4: no, no, man. No, this was all in my perception. This was like, but it is something I believe much more than just a, I think it was actually like my consciousness was taken to a different realm.
2: Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right.
4: Yeah, I think that it, the the psilocybin allowed to kind of me to get a glimpse inside the etheric version of what was really happening with these spirit attachments, and inside my consciousness and how it was all working. Well, eventually, um, I'm in the shower and I'm trying to like wash off the whatever's going on. I'm like, oh my god, how do I escape this mind trap? <laughs> Even my shower was like all dark and dingy. The water was yeah. kind of brown coming out. And I'm like, oh man, what do I do? I was terrified, um, and I'm just sitting there thinking, how do I get out of here? I start praying. I'm like, God, get you know, get me out of here.
2: That's when you know it's bad sudden, when you're begging God for oh, a chance. Oh man,
4: yeah. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I hear this loud, like commanding voice that shook. Everything that I am, I felt like I felt like the house was shaking, and it was inside of me. And it said, "No, you're being deceived." And as (laughs) I heard this, dude, as I heard this voice, and as it spoke, I puked up black goo, like literally this thick black substance. And I know this was real; that I really puked this up. It went down the drain. God, I wish I could have kept it, but of course, it went down the shower drain, and I kept puking up this black stuff and as i was puking this up the room everything changed like it went back to normal but the lights were brighter than i've ever seen it was like i was in some kind of i don't know man like (coughs) i could feel presence of of angels i could feel like presence of of like these powerful entities around me, like protecting me as I was like puking up this stuff. And I felt love and like the, the I'm sorry I'm music, laughing, but,
2: but I'm like literally quarterly tripping while I listen to this. So
4: yeah, man, the music that was playing turned into like this cathedral music, this beautiful like music you'd hear walking into a cathedral as I'm stepping out of the shower, like the light's so bright. I feel like, a thousand weights have been lifted. I feel amazing, and I walk outside, and my girlfriend is sitting in uh, this meditative position. She's praying, and she's like, "I just sent uh, Archangel Michael to to help get that reptilian out." And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "You knew," and like she's like, "Yeah, I I could see the whole thing unfolding what? in like my my conscious. I could see the the reptilian trying to attack you." She said, "I grabbed it in my consciousness and threw it through a portal for you,
2: okay, now I would kind of like halfway want to keep the girl. I'd be like, skip yeah, like maybe yeah. I should, maybe this is cool, I don't know, you know,
4: well, so apparently she saved my ass uh, right she she saw at, like the whole change in me, she saw me go off into this like other realm, and then she started meditating." She kind of entered, I guess, in in a way into my consciousness and saw how this stuff was unfolding. And She saw the reptilian attacking me. She was able to, like, grab it with this, like, etheric lasso and throw it through this portal. And she said as she was doing that, she could hear me puking up the black stuff in the bathroom. It was at the same time. So this, like, and after that, days after, I felt like the the happiest ever felt, felt lighter. I could sleep better. I still sleep better man, it was it was crazy. It's like she that actually got rid of something that had been weighing on me since childhood. Uh And it it all played out in a way that I could that was like this weird reptilian experience.
2: Well, you know, the, the, the thing about that is like, there was some kind of intense energy in the beginning between you two, right? Like that, yeah. that's kind of like yeah. a that's kind of like a trick when you have like, really crazy things happen or things that would never happen between two people. That's when, you know, there's some real energy going, you know?
4: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, you could say it's just uh, you know, me hallucinating. I've had so many experiences where uh, you know, I saw some weird shit, weird shit happen, but not where I actually felt like I was in a different place and trapped and couldn't get out and like scared for my life. That was a first.
2: Wow.
0: Let's talk about Medi Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: What's that? Do you remember being trapped? Do you remember those like a, everything that? Well,
4: yeah, man, I, I remember everything. Like uh, I remember it was in perfect details.
2: You know, usually when there's tra- usually when there's trauma, you always remember it if it's like deep enough. But yeah, this is interesting because it it sounds like it was like trauma healing in a way. You know,
4: it was it was a combination of like traumatic healing, but that's man for me. A lot of experiences that I've had with psilocybin, you have to kind of go through that trauma. You have to go through that scary part in order to come out on the other side. I, I, I don't consider having a successful psychedelic experience unless I get the shit scared out of me until I figure out what's going on. Like I need I need that experience to pull up the most what I have buried deepest inside of me that I'm most afraid of and put it in my face. That's what I want from that experience. So I can face it, you know?
2: What do you think it meant by when it said, no, you're being deceived?
4: I think that this, um, that, the that being deceived I think was, um, it was telling me that, When my perception was changed, when I thought I was in this trap, that this reptilian was basically tricking my perception, you know, that I've been being deceived by it for, you know, as long as it's been with me. That's kind of what I took from it.
2: So, like, almost like this thing was... Possessed, like it had possessed you, or something in a way.
4: Yeah, like a like a spiritual, like a long term spiritual attachment. And man, I you know I remember after the 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 difference in the way I felt. It was like such a huge weight had been. I felt like something was weighing on me before. I felt like sluggish and. You know, uh, this just underlying fear of something all the time that I, that was kind of, that I did, couldn't put my finger on it. And after that experience, it wasn't there anymore.
2: Hmm. I wonder if we all have that stuff, just like,
4: man, I think so. I think everybody has some form of spiritual attachments. I I had a guest on the other day. I can't remember her name, but she says that everyone does but some of them are not malevolent some of them are there to help us like they they come at our at our times when we need them during childhood during traumatic events and they just help us cope with those events and somehow they just get stuck with us and they're like a little comfort entity they're kind of there to to give us comfort whenever we those those triggers come back or something related to a traumatic event and they kind of hinder growth in us and they hinder us from dealing with those traumas in the correct way, uh, and you know they're not necessarily like I said all reptilians or evil entities, but right. some of them are there just as a coping mechanism, which I find super interesting.
2: No, you're being deceived. That was <laughs> you know, when you, you that when you were describing that that whole rattling like deep voice kind of feeling, that it's, it just. I had the same thing happen when I was, when I got pushed back in my body, but it, the voice came through me. Did it feel like it was coming through you? Yes, was yes, yeah. yes.
4: It was like from the inside of me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, dude. I had the same kind of voice come through me. Too. I wonder if that's like ultimate consciousness trying to.
4: Yeah, man. Or like our higher self or something.
2: Yeah. So, because here's the, uh, not Robert Monroe, but William Buhlman, my second favorite astral man. traveler talks about that when he would try to do these out of body techniques and stuff uh, this like things would happen because the astral realm starts to get elusive depending on the density of where you are you know and uh yeah. he would have to make commands like awareness now like he would and the more uh demanding you would be the more like it would be like almost intense and crazy you know but Yeah, the voice that that came through me was like rattling. It's like, when I when I say it to people too, I I know they don't believe me. It sounds completely nuts, but yours sounds way more nuts than mine. So I don't got to worry about that.
3: (laughs) You know.
4: Yeah, dude, that was that's definitely the craziest shit that's happened to me thus far. Um, I am uh, I've been trying to practice, especially, man, since I had you on my show and I had another gentleman that does astral travel. I want to have that out of body experience that where, you know, I'm actually popping out and I can see my myself drooling in my bed. I want that.
2: Well, really listen had. man, I'm I'm focused all of my attention on the membership site to help yeah. people do that. And I didn't even decide to do to help people do that until uh you know, people I started helping people have experiences. Now, I don't know if I can get them totally out of body, but I think uh I've I've gotten people to the vibratory state or close to getting out. But it's I think yeah. I don't I think it's just a matter of like um you got to be comfortable with a person. Like when I was getting out of body, I was uh, comfortable with like Robert Monroe's voice and William Buhlman's voice. And there was just something about their methods that, that helped me. But then when I would try to go do it on my own, unless I was kind of practicing just like basic Rosicrucian rituals and stuff, it wouldn't happen, you know? And then other people just pop out all the time. Like a freaking, you know, Pez, like it's nothing.
4: Right. Yeah, man, I I, I really, uh, you know, uh, I've had those experiences that I told you about, but I think there's so much more that I could be exploring, especially with, you know, astral or out-of-body experiences.
2: Yeah, for sure, right? Like, there's got to be, there's a whole world in there, man. You know, when you get in, and I'm sure you get inundated with questions and stuff, too, if you tell your story like that. Like, sometimes people think that, uh, you know about the 45th dimension, like you're, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
4: It's- yeah, man. I honestly, you know, I, I, those experiences were more for my personal exactly. growth and and where I, I am now. Like uh, I think it was, it's all about, um, your experience and where you're supposed to, you know, be taking yourself. Because if I wouldn't have listened to what I consider my spirit guides, I would probably still be working a horrible corporate job, uh, dreading waking up in the morning every day and maybe doing this part-time, maybe not. But now, you know, this is my full-time gig and I'm so grateful and blessed that I, that I actually listen and And did what I was supposed to do, and I think that these experiences if people really want them and they're ready and they kind of chase it and they're they they're not afraid of it and lose the fear and they want to have an experience that is something beyond what they consider reality. And it gives them some kind of answers or some kind of um, maybe a spiritual path to go on. I think people need to start seeking that. I think that there's a lot of people who are afraid, a lot of people who are afraid of judgment. I was, and a lot of people who don't want to take that next step and ask for the experience, I think that's a big part of it. Is asking the universe to have whatever experience you want to have, whether it's uh, you know out of body experience, whether it's contact with your spirit guides or, or any other entity or paranormal experience. I think you have to first be ready, and you have to you know maybe just ask for it and and practice what you're, you're trying to get right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. I can't get I can't get that on my head, dude. No, no, you're being deceived. I'm going to be thinking about that all night for some reason. Oh, like, man. Oh, was well, it the damn I, I, goo that was deceiving you? You know, who knows? Man, it
4: could have been. That was like, and it tasted so nasty. and It was so thick. I wish yeah, that's one of those things you, 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 I wish I could have kept it. But of course it went down the damn drain. Of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course it did. Yeah, man. I think, yeah, man.
4: I've got a, uh, what were you going to say?
2: Well, we got to take a break, but where are you going to see? Where, oh yeah, what's up? So go ahead, it's fine. Well,
4: I'll get to it when we get back from the break, because it's a it's another pretty crazy story about an experience I had at a UFO conference.
2: Okay, and we'll open up the phone lines too if you guys want to ask Chris a question. Go check out his uh, show, Forbidden Knowledge the radio show podcast. It's all he's all on video too, man. He's killing it. Go check it out on your phone or the web. Be right back. Stay with this. crazy. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's decaffeinated hot dogs. The frankfurters that contain absolutely
3: no caffeine. Of course, our regular hot dogs don't contain any caffeine either. So we have to add caffeine and then remove it so that it truly is decaffeinated. Sure, Ed's decaffeinated hot dogs cost a lot more than other brands, but no other luncheon meat producer goes to so much trouble to provide you with wieners that don't even have a speck of caffeine. So pick up a dozen or more packages of Ed's decaffeinated hot dogs today. And while you're at it, why not try some of our new aspirin-free
1: bologna? Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard. And they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard. And they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com.
0: This is Melissa from Oregon. Just a quick shout-out to let you know that Joe... Rohan and Lighting the Void rock the fringe mic steady. Keep up the good work, guys.
2: We got Chris Matthews here. Matthews here from uh, Forbidden Knowledge News. Probably has some of the craziest experiences. Oh, man. What it would be like to be Chris, you know? Just having that experience, man. I'm glad you're doing a documentary, actually, to be honest, because I think... uh, What if hopefully something trippy will happen during that and we'll all get to catch it, you know?
4: Oh, yeah, man. That's that's the idea. I hope so going to be I'm going to be calling upon those aliens and man speaking about aliens I got to tell you about a couple of uh, experiences I had at last year's UFO mega conference that I went to Uh, these are the things that kind of like solidified the knowledge that our world is insane and we know nothing about what's going on beyond the veil of our reality Uh, because we live in some crazy shit here so first um i this is in laughlin nevada this was yeah last year's ufo conference i'm covering it having a great time interviewing all the speakers uh my good friend um yeah, I'll be able to tell you his name. I can't tell you his friend's name cuz they want to remain anonymous in this. But uh, I'm sure you know who Johnny Enoch is. He's uh, Oh yeah. You know, he, yeah. Was, he was one of the speakers there and he told me that uh one of the nights that we were spending at the hotel, he he has a a friend there with him. I'm not going to say his name, but a very um uh, I think he, you know, very trustworthy. I wouldn't think this guy would be lying about anything. Uh, Very straightforward seeming dude. He says that the the previous night at the hotel, they were with this young lady who is also another speaker at the conference. Now, I'm not going to say this young lady's name because... I don't want her to um, come and try and probe me in the middle of the night or kill me or anything. So Mm -hmm. we'll leave her name out of this, too. But uh, supposedly this young lady hit on uh, Johnny's friend and um, they proceeded to go out together that night and uh, back to her hotel room. The story that I proceeded to hear, I still don't. You know, of course, there's no way for it to be proven. I'm still Of course, skeptical, but I don't think that Johnny would have been lying to me about this and his friend kind of verified and he doesn't seem like he would make up anything like this, although I can't, you know, I can't say for sure. Well, Johnny tells me that the night before they get to the hotel room um, and she proceeds to tell him that she is not what he thinks she is, that uh, she is not from this planet. It said she proceeds to shapeshift right in front of his eyes into like this eight foot tall, what looks like gray kind of traditional looking alien uh, with kind of this weird grayish skin the big bulbous eyes she grabbed his arm and proceeded to show him all kinds of psychic information about her planet what she's doing here her mission all this crazy shit Mm -hmm. and the dude was not the same after that like he was so freaked out from this experience he wasn't talking for days (laughs) i saw him the next day he looked sick he looked like he didn't know what was going on so that was the first thing that happened. Uh, apparently, Johnny's friend got um, uh, molested by a shape-shifting alien. So um, there's that. Uh, then a couple of days later, uh, this, is, this is not an experience that anyone had directly, but a, um, an actual video that I saw from a paranormal investigation team. Have you heard of the meadow? No, I have not. The Meadow is a paranormal hotspot, kind of like Skinwalker Ranch, except it's in Alabama. Well, they had a team of investigators. The Actually, the, these guys were like really professional, former military, former... Um, uh, I think they were like uh, black ops that, you know, they were high level uh, clandestine military f- members, former members. And they started this paranormal research group here at the meadow. Well, apparently shit's so weird at, at the meadow. They had to get the baddest of the baddest to, to kind of go out there and set up shop. Well, they were showing us they were showing us video evidence of the things that they found at the meadow. And man, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'll tell you one where uh, they had a they have this infrared camera that is facing this open clearing, this open meadow in this area that they're investigating. And again, in this area, there's like uh, weird sightings of ghosts, aliens, UFOs, uh, Bigfoots, they call white fuzzies because they're not your traditional Bigfoot. They, they have white, fuzzy hair uh, and they're not quite as tall as other Bigfoots. Uh, portals opening up, all this crazy stuff happens here. Well, in this one particular video, infrared uh, video, there is in the clearing, all of a sudden, this enormous black. Cube manifests into existence 20 foot high by 20 foot wide by 20 foot wide. It's a 20-foot cube, 20 foot uh size. Um it's it's 20 foot high cube, uh cubed all the way around, 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 feet. And it it's black, pitch black, and it manifests into this meadow, and they see it on camera, and they're like, what the hell is this? So they they send a team out there. They send three or four people out to go investigate what this is. And I'm watching as their team on this video goes out to this just massive black blob. That's all you see is just this perfectly square black blob. As they get to where it is, they can't see anything. They can't see where the the black blob is when they're actually out there. When they get to where it is, they disappear. They went inside this black cube, and what they reported is that they had a 10-degree temperature change, that they were in a completely different landscape, that they started hitting picker bushes that did not exist around them in reality, and they were lost. They didn't know how to get out of where they had gone into, and they had to backtrack. They backtracked and they came out the opposite end of this cube and I watched them pop out and just walk out of this, this cube, their infrared uh, body images. I watched them pop out of it and you know, one by one they came out and they were back into our reality and they just kind of stood there for a little while and all of a sudden the, the black cube just dissipates and it's gone and it was some kind of, some kind of portal. That's mm. the only thing that I could think of. And that those two kind of incidents at this one UFO conference has like kind of solidified the fact that, yeah, man, I'm doing this for a reason. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I bet, man.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, like, how do you really think that you've probably unlocked something about these mushrooms, dude? I'm thinking you probably you've probably got Before I go down this road, I need to ask your opinion. Let's be fair here. Do mushrooms uh, unlock things spiritually, do you believe?
4: I believe so, man. I I don't know if it – yeah, I guess unlock is a good word. I think it allows access to things uh, to – frequencies energies uh, realms that we don't normally have access to i think we can through different states to different altered states through meditation um through practicing these different um altered states and and breathing techniques and not just through psilocybin i think you can achieve this very exact same thing as these psychedelic experiences through different breathing and meditative experiences so i think there's plenty of different ways to unlock it and it's it's just a, I think it's like a cheat code i think it's like a booster you know it's like a video game where you take the magic mushroom you know mario takes the mushroom and he's all of a sudden you know uh, powerful and he knows has all this uh you know extra extra life and stuff but i think it's the same thing it's like a, a cheat code for our reality you eat the mushrooms and you're able to kind of uh have easier access to this information and these frequencies and these realms and whatever whatever the this etheric information you're accessing during these experiences
2: yeah this is yeah so this is why i always wondered about that because a lot of people talk about the you know the hundredth monkey theory but uh Mm. and how a lot of the uh spiritual things that have been brought up or whatever is because of uh mushrooms and things like that so Not saying it's not spiritual, because we get polar-minded about stuff, I think, a lot of times. We just discount it because people say, well, it was mushrooms. Maybe it does. Maybe, you know, maybe it does unlock something.
4: Well I think that uh, I believe that it helped our, our ancient ancestors spiritually evolve and get a lot of the cosmic knowledge and information that we've gotten without you know the advent of technology and telescopes and things like that I think that you know some of the profound information that our ancient ancestors got about construction building mathematics agriculture all these things that all of a sudden popped into our consciousness Maybe it's because they were eating some some psychedelic stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, that's it's not that big of a. It's not that hard to think that that could happen. Is what right. is what yeah. I'm thinking. Like oh, we yeah. are we already have we're programmed to not see all this stuff that's in the ethereal or the or the astral, mm-hmm. anyway. So stuff has to happen for us to even.
4: And we're trying Pierce to be through. double programmed these days they're trying to program us within a program within a program to keep us know what's up and down and what the hell's really going on,
2: yeah, yeah, and man, nowadays, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I think you and I have talked about this before, but
3: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I,
2: I knew we were coming into this thing where everyone's going to just start expressing themselves. Uh, mm. And now it's all like there's a million podcasts and radio shows <laughs> and everybody wants to do one and it's cool. <laughs> it's cool and, and all. And, but there's so much information and everybody's getting inundated with it. And everybody wants to market themselves to the, be the new star or, or, or whatever. For the most part. Like, I think a lot of it, it's just people expressing themselves, too. And I think, you know, some people get like, this is a really bad word, but kind of cunty about that. And I don't think it's, (laughs) I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's consciousness wanting to express itself. You know yes that's it
4: yeah I, I love the timer and man like uh, you saying uh, you know about all the different podcasts I remember just a few years ago having to search through maybe about four or five or six of my favorite podcasts to get information yours was one of them and now it's like I have a whole list of new podcasts uh, you know people that I'm I'm, I'm friends with now right. that have started their podcasts that I can choose from and it's all you know they're, they're doing great information they're they're bringing a lot lot of great things to the table with this and the time we're living is extraordinary dude i think that um it's you know of, of course i think it's all happening for a reason everything with COVID, all the nonsense is it's like a, a kick in our ass it's it's it, it got us it got us a little fire lit under us to actually uh start to explore reality a little bit more you know we we realize oh the government's lying to us oh the media's lying to it. what else are they lying to us about what else isn't real what else uh do i need to know that's been hidden from my reality and this is happening on such a massive grand scale right now it's we're living in cr- incredible times man i'm excited about
2: it well i am too i just uh I don't know if you heard the show last night, but Maverick Matthews was on here, and that guy. Oh, he's coming on in a couple of weeks here. Dude, that uh, that guy, I really resonated with that dude, like yeah, big time. And when he went on Sam's show, which Sam's show is a pretty big show, right? Mm-hmm. And I think oh, yeah. Sam's doing like good stuff, you know, in the face of the conspiracy crowd is tough, right? And the, yeah. and even now they're talking about this stuff. You would have never seen that like five years ago, right? Because, I mean, conspiracy, the conspiracy crowds kind of mainly focus on government projects and, you know, being lied to and getting to the truth, right? But right. even now they're opening up to they're being depolarized in a way, opening up to bigger curiosities about conscious exploration. So this is what I'm That's saying. Better. Like, it's not about power it's about expression you know mm.
4: Yeah, I love the evolution, too. Even for me, my own personal evolution in all this, it did start heavily with conspiracies and how we're being lied to and the dark yeah. side of things. And it evolved into now more of a spiritual type of understanding how it all works and what we can do and how we can live with this and how we can fix it and make things better. And, you know, just having a deeper understanding of the true nature of our reality instead of just bitching about it, you know.
2: <laughs> right, and- yeah yeah because i mean the time is going by so fast and that's why i'm jealous of you dude. because you're just having like experience after experience after so there's the earthly things that we should get to experience right like fun and happiness yeah love and pleasure and life and that's it's beautiful right and then but it we live in a realm of duality so we got to take the good with the bad and then there's the spiritual side which there's creepy scary shit you know, but there's also some really cool stuff there, too. So I I yeah, want to experience man. it all. I mean, not not the bad, but you know what I'm saying,
4: man. Speaking of a creepy, scary shit in our reality, I had I had Tony Merkel on today and he was telling me the story, the craziest story I've ever heard about this guy who was making like deals with ball the 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 entity the this deity yeah. ancient deity in different realms and like having to do favors for them and uh being able to take on the form of like this uh, other astral being would take over his body and he'd go do tasks for it and just the craziest shit what i've ever heard him? yeah man i don't know if you've uh, you've had tony on but no, yeah tony, i've, had, to-
2: I've to. had tony on i like it. he's he's awesome he does a great show but I can't think of it why the hell would anybody want to do that i don't know <laughs> i don't know man it was it's a pretty crazy story, apparently,
4: like there's a whole book written about this guy but yeah the the just the thought that we could travel to these realms and not only communicate with different beings and entities but somehow uh, have contracts and make deals with them and be bound to some kind of uh you know aether deal with an entity that could have effects in reality that's kind of freaky to me man i've had um, i've had guests lately say that if they Go if they, later on in life, if they're having like problems or something, and they have some kind of regression or hypnotic regression or s- some kind of therapy that brings their consciousness back to a certain age, sometimes they'll remember making this weird deal with this like etheric entity or fairy or maybe like a bunny rabbit at the time that they thought it was a dream, but it's actually something that they've been doing kind of in these etheric realms for these beings, whatever it is, whatever kind of tasks you're doing in these different realms. I couldn't tell you what it is. It probably is not too good and probably has a a weighing on your karma, um, depending on what you're having to do for, for these entities i imagine if you're working for an entity that's say bail which uh, historically doesn't have the best rap for uh having humanity's best interest in mind i couldn't imagine some of the stuff that uh that they'd have you do
2: for agreements yeah well you don't do it you know (laughs) you know i talk to people about how i went and kind of like wanted to talk to the devil all the time but it wasn't because i wanted to make a deal but i wasn't afraid either the thing about it is, yeah. is i was kind of in that state where i mean what the hell do i got to be afraid of and then it kind of showed me and i was like that's it i just want to see if you're real because i don't i don't just believe stuff like i'm mean, curiosity can be a bad thing sometimes let's be honest you know yeah but uh at the same time if it would have been like, yeah, you want to cut a deal? Because in the book I was reading, that's exactly what you do. There was something about that, that, you know, maybe for some people they could do that and everything would be cool. Not me, man. I don't want to be cutting deals with nothing but myself, you know? Yeah,
4: man, I don't know. Even uh, like, I hesitate to do a lot of things that would be considered like magical practices or ritual magic. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like I said earlier, my childhood dogma growing up Catholic. But sure. I, you know, I think that it's very powerful tool. I would actually love to, to get into some of this stuff more. The, to the extent that I've experienced, uh, the magical nature of reality is like through manifestation through, uh, You know, just really thinking that you want something, working towards it, putting it towards your goal, have it in your mind at all times and having it like actually manifest in your reality, sometimes instantaneously. That was pretty crazy. I've actually worked with sigils before. Uh, I've worked with a money sigil before, and that had some pretty profound, really profound results, actually. Uh, That was kind of scary doing that. So I haven't done that in a while, but that was like crazy uh, seeing the the results of just kind of focusing on a certain image uh attaching that image to a desired outcome and just kind of putting it out there in your mind all day and then all of a sudden like having having money come in the weirdest ways dude like just weird mm-hmm. donations finding it yeah. on the street like it's like whoa this you know it
2: really freaking works yeah this entire studio this entire studio came from magic but what people i think what people get i don't bro like when i hear people talking about it sometimes when they're asking questions they it's almost as if they think you're digging for power or something like that and mm, it, yeah. it's it, well, it's mate i'm not saying some people don't do that but what it's essentially doing is unlocking your consciousness to show you that it was there to begin with you know like that's why it's all jumbled up it's like a tool man
4: it's it's right there all the time for us to use it's saying hey use me but you know you got to choose how
2: right yeah it's all jumbled up you're all jumbled up so when you go to manifest things if you're all jumbled up it's going to come out in a weird way but it's also got to manifest through natural law too and then it's a synchronicity and after about the 30th one people are like well i don't know can you prove it It's like what (laughs) You you know, like you can, you can do this yourself and you'll, it's really all about know thyself. That's what this whole damn thing is about. That's what this whole journey is about, you know?
4: Yes, man. And I like fear of doing something and disbelief, I think, is the biggest hindrance uh, for anybody in any of this. If you don't believe in in any of this stuff, it's, of course, not going to come to fruition. I think also positive thinking, positive attitude, uh, you know. I remember whenever I would wake up in the morning working my job and I would be depressed dude mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to get out of bed I I loathed going and having to deal with the work that I was doing dealing with the people and just doing something that I, I wasn't fulfilling in my life it was so depressing to me it was a dark period in my life and I imagine how many people on this planet are experiencing that every day a like lot they're of people. waking up yes dude and it's like if they could just realize that you know it's it's all about you know you creating your own you can create whatever damn reality you want it's just about believing in it you know that's the power of belief is so enormous yeah people don't realize
2: listen i've 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 talked to I know some of the hardest people on the planet I'm not lying I know some people that if you uh, you couldn't scare them with anything in life or a fight or anything like that. And they're tough as nails. And all my life, I've known people like this until I got 40. Now I'm chubby in Florida. But when I <laughs> grew up, it was different. It, I mean, it was crazy. And uh, these guys, went to, my buddies, once you got to know them, they, they would they cry just like a baby sometimes cry themselves to sleep there are millions of people thousands of people whether you realize this or not crying themselves to sleep crying in the shower feeling isolated feeling alone longing for the deepest love stuff like that just totally isolated from themselves and then when we talk about this kind of stuff it I think kind of resonates because I will the only thing that you have to be scared of is yourself you have no idea. Imagine if you just right now came to the realization that you were just an expression of the most powerful thing that ever existed in existence.
0: Let's talk about MediCal. You have a choice, and Melina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit MeetMolinaCA.com. Let's talk today.
2: And you are that thing, right? Along with it. And it's like that would scare the shit out of you because now you're not only responsible for everything, like what's you you see what I'm saying? That voice you heard yeah. is what I'm talking about, you know.
4: Yeah, man. And I remembering just not only the way I would feel, but other people's energy, like coworkers, you'd go to work and it, it wouldn't just be you in a bad mood. It'd be all the people there with you that would have this negative energy and negative attitude. And it, I still experience that. Like I consider going out into public sometimes just traveling through different dimensions. And I, you know, I tell myself a, a little prayer and say, it's going to be all right. You'll be back home soon. You are just traveling through these dimensions. You got to go get some coffee or whatever. It's just a temporary thing because man, sometimes like if you go to a grocery store, Walmart, there's some, there's some funky energy out there. Ever since I've had that first experience, it blew something wide open in me to where I could feel people's energy around me. I could feel frequencies. I can't, I can't even go into large like places like Walmart that have these huge industrial strength Wi-Fi systems and 5g and all that. Cause I, as soon as I walk in, I feel sick. I feel like I'm going to, puke uh it's like overwhelming oh yeah and uh, you know just different people's different energies and and things like that got a lot stronger and more tense after after my experiences but just being sensitive to it maybe yeah i definitely did but just being able to feel how you know how a lot of people's energy are and being able to sense the just kind of like a, a feeling of depression coming from multiple people on a daily basis, that's got to add up to, for a collective, you know, everybody, millions of people waking up every day, feeling miserable, being depressed and not wanting to do what they're doing mm-hmm. has to put out a huge energy wave into the rest of the planet, you know?
2: Exactly. Yeah, it does. It does. And it affects, we all affect each other. And it's kind of a weird way, if you think about it, I forget who's explaining it. I think it was like Grant Morrison. He said, you know, it's hard to explain dimensions or how we're all connected, but if, if you look at a hand, it's like one thing. But to a fish, if you stuck here, all the fin- you spread your fingers and stick it in the water and you leave your hand out, the fish sees like, you know, four separate beings. And they are four separate, unique things, but they're still a part of that one thing, you know. And it's like, that's kind of how the dimensional stuff works. And when he was explaining it, I started, like, the hair started standing up on my arms because I, you know, through those out-of-body experience things and the different densities where you kind of switch from physical reality to local, hardcore, like, ghost reality, and then you're out into this lucid thing. It's confusing, you know. Yeah, man. It's like, what is going on? Uh, So I think, honestly, the biggest fear that we have here. All of these stories and religions and devils and demons and all this other stuff, I really think it's a possibility that it's just consciousness, like scared of itself, but also trying to figure itself out, you know?
4: Yes, man. I think that, um, I think that probably a lot of what we consider paranormal activity is all an aspect of, of our consciousness kind of manifesting in a way like if this is some sort of holographic reality or simulation that these uh, instances of paranormal activity or ghosts or ETs might be a way of the, this reality or simulation, which is probably a part of our consciousness interacting with us to try and get us to go in a certain direction, you know, Notice how everyone's paranormal experiences, some may be similar in some ways, but they're always seem to be so very personal in many ways. It's it's always yeah. about that person's immediate life or things that they're doing or need to do. And it, it has a very personal vibe to a lot, especially like ET contact experiences and things like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's usually if you start asking enough questions, that there'll be some kind of yeah, some personal uh, thing going on that's related to something else that triggers a something. You know, whether even if it's just like meeting somebody, you know, uh, and your energies click like you like you did with that girl. It's probably right. somebody that you've known before, or maybe the the energy is like super familiar or whatever. Like we don't really know, but. You do know that you had in that experience. That's what you do know, you know. Right.
4: Yeah, man. Well, what do you think, man? What do you think about what's been going on in our uh, our mainstream with all the alien stuff? Um, of course, I I don't trust it. We've had what um, a new report out yesterday that the, the the Pentagon saying that they definitely don't think that any of these things are man made. I, I mean, I got huge problems with this whole thing, man. I got huge problems with it because, first of all, the, the government, and the media don't have the best track record of ever telling the truth about anything. So why would now we well, you know, want to trust them when it comes to them telling us that these are real aliens? Uh, it's so confusing what's been going on with this. The. You know, of course, we have new Pentagon departments that are dealing with UAPs, which used to be UFOs, and they seem to be painting it as a threat. Well, he got the the main face of this stuff is Lou Elizondo, who is a former intelligence officer. Not only that, he's a former counterintelligence officer. If you're not familiar with what counterintelligence is, they feed disinformation to the public or whoever they're trying to whoever the enemy is or whoever their target is. Really, they give them disinformation to throw them on the wrong track. That's what Lou Elizondo did whenever he he worked for the government. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what he's still doing. In fact, in an interview, he said that very same thing. He said that's what his job is to do. He was placed within the UFO community to do the same job he did before, which is counterintelligence. So Hmm. he's basically saying that he's lying about everything. Uh, They are trying to portray this as some sort of threat, of course. Um, There's many reasons, I think, that they could be be doing all this, either one, to, to roll out some new weapons or tech that they've been holding on to for a while. I think that most of the things we see in the sky that we're calling UFOs are military projects, black projects and technology that we've probably had for a long time. Whether we reverse engineered it from Roswell or a crashed alien, I don't know. I'm not really sure that aliens are flying on tin cans across the universe to come visit us or if that's even possible. I mean, the whole thing with space and the BS that NASA shows us that's a, a completely different show that we would get into but um, as far as the aliens go man I don't know I don't know if it's even uh, if the, the whole alien phenomena is what we've been led to believe at all um, I think a lot of it is uh, unfortunately black military projects even when it comes to the abduction experience you I've had plenty of abductees who say they're especially the ones that have that negative ET experiences say that whenever they realize what's going on, they'll look around and see military personnel there uh, along with aliens. And it just makes me wonder how much of a deception that is. I've had individuals like uh, the, you know, whistleblowers that claim to have been former high level like um, members of secret societies and even three letter agencies that say that a lot of these people's alien experiences are are like mk ultra programs uh people being taken in the middle of the night being hooked up to machines or uh different or be some sort of like virtual reality system to make them believe what they're they're seeing as aliens or being implanted false memories just as some kind of weird experiment and i don't know if you've heard about anything with like the secret space program where people supposedly are being taken and like put in these weird projects where they go to mars to fight aliens well supposedly this is another like just mk ultra black project thing where people are being taken and experimented on probably in like underground bases uh to project different realities into them probably so they'll come back into the ufo community and tell their crazy stories yeah, and i mean so we believe you know believe the narrative about aliens
2: that makes more sense to me than anything because like <laughs> Uh, The the stories, I'm like, what what in the... They're so convincing to people, too, because people are paying them thousands of dollars to speak. And I'm like, you realize that we... We've launched these vessels to Venus, Venus, by the way, and it took years and years and years to get there, and we only got, like, two photos from it, and it's destroyed. We just started, like, getting a little... We're we're doing a little better now, for sure, even with the Mars things. But if you think they went there and it turned into, like, you know, Marvel Universe or DC Comics, I don't know. And I think we just long for stuff like that. Now, however, astrally, it may be that way. If yes. you think about it, like we think we're out there looking for life on other planets like ours, but maybe entities or, or existences or whatever you want to call them, consciousness is a different kind of form on these different planets. It doesn't need a physical body, but it's still there, you know, so yeah. I don't know.
4: A hundred. I, I think, you know, the saying the kingdom of heaven is within couldn't be more true. I think that we we consider outer space what we consider
2: There's inner space a mirror uh, yes,
4: is traveling in these astral realms is going inside yourself? you can look at uh ancient megalithic structures that have what seems to be a doorway and two ears portrayed on each side of that doorway. Well, what does that mean? You know it means that the the, the door the key to understanding. Everything the outside, uh, outer space, reality, uh, the spiritual world, life and death—it's all inside ourselves. We have, we can access all of this uh, through self-exploration. And man, that's the key to I think everything: to aliens, to meeting other entities, to meeting angels, demons, finding out about you know paranormal, uh, finding ourselves, healing—all these profound things. I mean, healing. We. There's so many guests that have healed people like from crazy diseases, cancers and ailments through energetic healing, through uh, being able to astrally kind of uh, interact with a person's biology, Mm -hmm. which is insane to me. But it's they've had proven results and cures.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So what is it? What if, what if we're just like consciousness pinched off at a certain level, like the hose is clamped? Mm. You see what I'm saying? The yeah. hose is clamped. You know, it's kind of like a redneck thing. But the hose is clamped, <laughs> so we think we're separate beings from everything, and everything scares us because it's dark, you know, and all this other stuff. But as soon as you figure, we figure out how to unclamp that hose and get into the waters of consciousness, it's people start having all kinds of experiences. We're taking drugs, getting out of body, doing what we got to do to figure out what the hell this is about, but. If you really think about it from the most reasonable practical level, like we're fish in a fishbowl, like we're in this fear for a reason. So what would be in this sphere? Is there anything else, anything else in nature that lives in its habitat and feels completely trapped, isolated and alone, like the way we do? Mm. Nothing. Man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. i don't know it's just just a theory but like i think that should tell you something you know that should definitely tell you something
4: yeah for sure i mean you know we can't tell for sure if animals are are depressed about uh you know having to to wake up and forage food and give birth to their young or whatever but i doubt it you know i highly doubt that uh they're having this negative experience here how many bipolar animals
2: have you met like right. ser- seriously, Pop Holy, I don't know, maybe there is, but yeah, yeah, man. I don't know,
4: man, but I, I think that we're entering a super important time when it comes to consciousness develop and spirit development and spirituality where it's like a battle, man. It's like a spiritual war where we're trying our spirit, true spirituality and natural things are, are attempted to be destroyed and suppressed. And we're kind of being uh, they want to force us into this uh alternate reality within a reality like this simulation within a simulation they want us all to be a part of you know this metaverse they want us to plug ourselves into this technology maybe merge with it uh so that they can have better control over us and maybe even uh siphon some sort of energy from us somehow i don't know but just They want to keep us docile, like little wallies, um, nice and and fat (laughs) and plump and plugged into this uh, this metaverse, probably with uh, new types of uh, biology integrated into us through different procedures, maybe different injections. Uh, I know that there is an attempt to modify human DNA right now, um, probably so that we can be more easily merged with machinery uh, the transhuman agenda is very real and we're you know we're sl- seeing it slowly p- p- play out right before our eyes they definitely want to change what the human is um, I think oh, of course we, we need to start eating bugs now because uh, meat is no longer sustainable for the planet uh, and eating bugs you can get uh, you can get ripped like Nicole Kidman eating bugs now I don't know if you saw that it's so the they, nice. they have all these yeah, oh god yeah they had an article <laughs> about it today so we see these agendas uh, on top of a Agendas, to alter humanity, to keep us from finding our spiritual selves from keep, keep us from knowing our true history. History is being erased. Like from our eyes right now, they're trying to ban books and get rid of yes, historical statues and sites. And just uh, literally things are disappearing from the internet that you can't find anymore. Uh, so it, that's, you know, it's scary times, but I think it's critical that this happens so that we wake the F up and do something about it which i think people are starting to do i'm excited because people are starting their own independent communities Mm. they're starting like we talked about earlier their own entertainment podcasts that's it Yes. And their own businesses, um, their own sustainable farms, like things that we need as humans that we can provide for ourselves that we don't have to rely on daddy government anymore for. People are realizing this and they're starting to do it for themselves, which is so exciting right now so that we are like building this new world for us. So when this uh, old system that is not sustainable, when it crashes and crumbles, which we're watching happen right now, it's definitely happening in slow motion, but it's happening. When it finally crumbles, we'll have something to start out with. We'll have our own little you know, communities, right?
2: Yeah, well, there's a lot of, you know, the food force abundance thing is something we're all we're all I think a lot of us are a part of. And so any of the listeners, whether they're listening to my show or your show, can support us through that, too by going to where we tell them to go. And then when they buy that stuff, it's not just like buying a t-shirt or something. You can change your entire community or your family, or this is not like, I don't know. It's to me, it's almost as good. You know, it started with like CBD stuff and people were trying to take things to, to get healthier. And now we're really into it. And then since this COVID thing, and I think, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. But, I also don't think we just need to run away at the same time. Like, everybody wants to live off grid or whatever. I mean, mm. that's cool too, if you want to do that. I've lived off grid my entire life. So it's not that it's awesome, but it's, you know, whatever. It's the same. But we could, people don't think that they can be sovereign in their own, like, suburbs or cities. And you definitely yeah. can if you want to be, you know?
4: Yeah, you're right. I don't think we do have to run away. I think we just have to stand our ground, uh, don't participate in the BS, and live our lives like we want to live our lives and just let it unfold around us and not pay attention to anything else. And, you know, I think that we would be just fine. I mean, I'm not technically off grid. I'm still in a neighborhood and a suburb and everything and everything is uh, going pretty well.
2: Yeah, you guys could start uh, a food force abundance thing out there if you haven't already, community wise, or you can just make a little plot. You know, like what Jim's doing is awesome. I mean, it's awesome what they're doing, and and it's awesome what you're doing, man. Like, I I can I never can believe this. This is like we what we do for each other. You never know who you're going to help or inspire, or you you just never know, like. You never know. Yeah, man.
4: man. It's still surreal. Like getting messages and emails uh, saying how, you know, I've helped someone get a different perspective or change their life in any way. It's like, man, me. Well, you know, I'm I'm grateful either way. You know, I'm I'm super grateful that anyone gets anything out of what I have to
2: say. (laughs) Well, maybe you're making maybe you're helping people feel not like you know i was telling you like people feel like outsiders right we have, we have the yeah. newsletter the outsider at the station but people feel that way and i've been trying to tell people you're all you're you're always going to feel that way but even more so depending on uh how deeply you're conscious or you feel things and no matter how close you try to get to people or connect with people you're never going to feel what you're looking for and that's kind of what life is all about but when you vibrate that, when you, start it, when you think about it the other way and you start giving your energy and expressing your energy with less and less regard for what the mirror says to you and stop letting the mirror define you, then yeah. you'll find the people that vibrate with you and you'll help them and inspire them, you know?
4: Yes, man, exactly, yeah uh, You put out that energy that you want to come back And it'll come to you uh, You know, I'm, I'm right now on a quest to find The rest of my tribe across the country, man Whenever I'm traveling uh, This is a, t- a good time to put it out there I, I want to eventually be able to come Travel the country, visit with as many of you As possible along the way uh, You know, get to know some of the people in my community I've already talked to a bunch of people who like you we were just talking about have their own food forests have their own uh, farms and communities i want to come out and hang out with you guys you know i want to find the rest of our you know i guess you could say star tribe out there and uh, have this you know whole web of a community to where we can all rely on each other when when it's time to roll out this new reality that we're going to start. Because, it, you know, it's, it sounds woo-woo, you know, we're going to head into a new era. Well, we are, man. It's undeniable that they, the old systems aren't working anymore. People are waking up at a rapid pace and they're realizing the, the corruption and the lies that we live under and they want to change. Uh, more and more people every day, they're not participating and they want things to be different. And the old systems are crumbling The old lies are falling apart and people are seeing through them. So it's inevitable that we will be entering into something new and I think something much better. Yeah, we'll probably have some rough times ahead. We might uh, enter some, you know, tribulations and and times where we might have to kind of buckle down and have to worry about, um, you know, economic circumstances, maybe war. I don't know. There's always something like that. But I do have
2: we'll escape to the desert and have one big, massive EDM festival well,
4: that's oh hell on. yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. but i have hopes man and i'm i'm excited about it i think that uh this is a critical time and it's, it's, it's i came here to party and it's time
2: <laughs> that's right well tell everybody how they can find you forbidden knowledge news what do you got what's your next event coming up or are you just working on this documentary? You just kind of focus uh, on that?
4: Yeah, I'm just going to start traveling. Within a couple of months, I'm going to head to the south, uh, starting with Texas and Louisiana. I'll be visiting some family and friends down in Louisiana while I'm filming. And then I will probably hit the east coast from Florida all the way up after that. So uh, if you're in Florida, Mr. Joe, I'll be headed out your way and anyone else out there. Oh, yeah. um, if anyone... if anyone anyone wants to hook up uh, along the way email me my email is forbidden knowledge news at gmail.com uh, this is going to be a huge undertaking if you guys would like to help in any way you can leave a donation we have a website called support fkn.com dot com. you go there and you can make a donation it's basically buy me a coffee but we have our own private url for it and if you make a donation of five dollars or more through there you're gonna get access to my producer Corey Hughes' research that's going into his new book about the JFK assassination. You get access to his forum. There's killer stuff in there, so you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot out of it. And it helps me be able to get on my way and get this show literally on the road. Uh, so that's supportfkn.com. Send me an email if you want to hook up along the way. You can find Forbidden Knowledge News. Uh, our website is Forbidden Knowledge dot news Uh, we're available on all podcast platforms Uh, our premium content is on rockfin that's com slash fkn plus to sign up for that you get all the stuff you can't hear anywhere else on there Uh, we're also on odyssey and youtube but mainly we just put clips up on youtube because youtube sucks and censors
2: us that's all it's good for gives us strikes yeah i lost so many listeners because i stopped putting the show Up there, and I just I know I said, dude, you guys don't understand. Like, I hate YouTube. If you can't, if you can't pick up a podcast player, like, I don't know what to tell you. But, but (laughs) but, you know, but like, I'm still gonna do stuff over there, but I get what you're saying.
4: Yeah, yeah, I still put up a full episode sometimes with mainly clips, and uh, yeah, man, that's about it. So, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast, this is awesome as usual.
2: Yeah, brother, we'll do it again, man. We'll do it again, and uh. This is uh this is fun. I always like trip after I talk to you. I'm gonna be thinking about you know, half the stories you tell. But we gotta get out of here. The Jess Rogie show's coming up, and I bet you forgot I was gonna not say happy birthday, cat. Happy birthday, cat. Thank you for the donation. Good
3: happy night, birthday, y'all. Kat.
2: Sweet dreams.